Right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Love Island Cast USA. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. Good to speak about the Love Island USA again. Delighted to be back and get our teeth into this one. Yeah, we've had a couple of episodes to talk about, Dave. You know, Cormac went over the weekend and so did Kristen, which I was quite surprised because it split her and Yeman up. But yeah, it seems to finally be getting into some sort of groove, the USA one, especially after tonight's episode. So what have you thought about the last couple of episodes, Dave? Yeah, so I, th- I don't think it was a massive surprise, was it, that Cormac and Kristen went home? Uh, Kristen seemed to take it pretty badly, whereas Cormac seemed to be like, yeah, you know, when you when you have like a two week holiday and then you get towards the end of it and it's like, yeah, kind of. I think I've had enough now. I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) He seemed more like that. And um, yeah, it's left behind. Yemen seemed a bit gutted. Caro, though, just doesn't seem particularly bothered at all. And um, what what was it she said? She said something like, you know, she's single again, but third, third time's a lucky charm. I thought, is that? Is that a bit of a dig at Cormac there? I mean, you know, the phrase is like third time's a charm, but, you know, with him being Irish, is she getting a little leprechaun dig in there? I, th- I mean, maybe yeah, she could be. And, and I think what you've just said as well about he's had enough after two weeks, he's probably enough for that stupid fucking kid's voice she keeps doing every time she speaks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shut the fuck oh, up. It, it makes her more voice. endearing, doesn't it? I was, I was yeah. say endearing. She says later in tonight's episode that it makes her a bit more, oh, it was something. Someone, it was something ridiculous that made, something like intellectual or something nonsense that, no, it doesn't. It just makes her fucking annoying, Dave. Because she, <laughs> yeah. He's well, not going to get with charm. I think charm was the word she used. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Yeah, she did say that. She's just a pain in the fucking arse, isn't she? she <laughs> yeah. She's not going to get with anybody at all, I don't think. No, I can't see it. I mean... What we've had, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because we're dealing with this four-week show, it all seems to be motoring on quite quickly. And the fact that they bust in a load of new guys, a load of new girls, it seems that they're taking a slightly different approach. This is kind of like Casa Amor, it seems, isn't it? Only they're not actually sent away to anywhere different. Yep. It was a weird. It's a good way to bring them in, to be fair. And it was done, like you say, because it's motoring along. They didn't get that sort of two-day little break, did they? It all happened within sort of an afternoon, didn't it? Really, they had like an afternoon of fun on the boat. They have an afternoon in the villa with the girls. And Dave, I've got, I've got to say, there's a few connections going on with them new girls that have come in, especially Chelsea. She's, she's made a few hearts flutter in there. Yeah, mine included. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that, so, Dave, not me. <laughs> I mean, a prerequisite to that, though. I mean, we, I mean, we've seen over a few episodes now that Kira and Cashel are kind of wobbling a bit. And by that, I mean, it's really Kira who's wobbling and Cashel's like a little puppy dog chasing after her. Um, but she finally kind of friend-zoned him and Cashel seemed, you know, really, really gutted. But he said something, I think he was talking to Weston, and he said, you know, we never got the time to sit there and talk about the stars. And I was thinking, yep, 
that's why she's friend zoned you. <laughs> and it's exactly what you were saying last week in that, you know, he seems a little bit spaced out, a little bit, you know, he runs life at a slightly slower pace. And I think Kira seems to have a little bit more get up and go about her. So even though, you know, so she friend zoned him, she's later, she's wobbling a bit because she's talking to the guys and I'm sure she's missing uh, Cashel when she is talking to them. And then, you know, she's, wanting to give him a hug and stuff later so i think it's she she knows she needs to close that door she knows that he probably ticks seven out of her 10 major boxes but it's clearly not going to be enough for her if she's thinking like that after a few days you know get a couple of months couple of years down the line it, it's only going to get worse isn't it so i i don't see them as a good pairing like I say because just because of those different personality types. I mean, what, what did you make to that friend zoning? I think she did call herself out. She was speaking to Alexandra once she went, she come back from the afternoon out and she said, I do it all the time. All I wanted to do was, was, was hug him. And she did say, I mean, I've got to say, there was a bit more class about the, U- the US Love Island because in the UK one, they just say, oh, he gave me fanny flutters. But in this one, she went, oh, he got me all, he got me all tingly down there, you know, and all this. And, she said, I do, it, I do it all the time with people. You know, she, she, she openly criticised herself. The only thing I would say is, obviously, Cashel does like her. But when he was telling one of the new girls that, as a drummer, he's a, you know, he, he speaks to people and he's giving up. Now, me and you have a lot of experience with drummers, don't we? And one of our friends is a drummer. And I don't remember him being this so a person who speaks out and, and speaks to people, it just makes a lot of fucking noise when they whack the drums, Dave. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's the guy who hangs around with musicians, isn't it, a drummer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to be as talented as a singer, Dave, or the bass player. So, you know, <laughs> But let's see bases listening to this now. <laughs> <laughs> He's the proper jilted lover now, uh, Cashel, isn't he? Did you notice when the girls did go off, he sort of said in that passive aggressive way, you know, don't let your ass hit, hit the door in the way out. Or he would have said ass, wouldn't he? But yeah, so he's he's gonna go fall into uh trying to chase after these other girls, I think. It's probably, and I think he did say to someone, didn't he? He said, you know, the end goal is to get Kira back. But, you know, to do that, he has to make himself look a bit like he's not bothered at all. So it's a bit of a game. So it'd be interesting how that one plays out a bit. Yeah, I I agree. I totally agree. It may be a case of they need this for the relationship for her to see that she actually likes him. But there was a few connections with the new guys, Dave. I know Reggie, who came in, he was quite energetic he reminded me of like some of the comics had a bit of the personality of a kevin hart really sort of quirky funny guy so he, he could cause a few problems in there the other two guys just look like generic guys you see in the uk to be honest didn't they? they've gone for the bit of beard they've gone for the quaffered hair whether <laughs> yeah. they've got any personality i don't know I, I honestly couldn't tell you but there was nothing that they gave to me in this episode of, of any sort of personality however we do see one of them talking to Kira on tomorrow's show and basically saying, you're not happy with Cashel. And he really goes after and she even comments something to the girls saying he's really aggressive and he's, he's chasing over. So she might like that. I'm not sure, but he does look a bit like Cashel to be honest. So I'm not sure where that goes, but I'm, I'm happy 
that it's heating up finally, that we're getting a bit of something because it's just been too vanilla, this, hasn't it? And what the hell was Zach doing with Elizabeth and by telling the other girls that he was open for chatting when he's just told her that she's a girlfriend? Very reminiscent of the UK Love Island as well. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And I think I'm going to put that one a little bit down to experience. You know, he's a younger guy, isn't he? But I, I thought, uh, what's the other? I th- Dylan. I thought Dylan handled it, handled it the best. You know, I thought he was very upfront. He's saying, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it now. I'm paired up, having a great time. But of course, you know, I'm open to getting you guys as well. I thought that was pretty much perfect. Whereas Zach was like, yeah, I'm coupled up, but you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the time of day kind of thing. So it's not as if he came out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not really happy, <laughs> you know, after doing the whole, um, scavenger hunt, you know, and, and them and Zach and Elizabeth becoming official if you like. But I, I think Elizabeth's probably taken that and imagines it worse than it actually was. I mean, I don't know if it's a language thing, but if you say, you know, I'm going to give you the time of day, Chris, it's like saying, well, all right, if you speak to me, I'll speak to you back. It's not like, you know, saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, let's go and talk now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like just a, a fairly, it's, it's almost like a polite thing to me. Whereas I imagine in Elizabeth's head, she's thinking that Zach's like, you know, he's got one eye on, on one of the new girls. No, I, I think you're right. I, th- I think it, it is. It's blown completely out of context, to be fair. And, uh, one thing I would like from our listeners as well, and obviously we ca- we can't thank you guys enough for everything, you know, if you're downloading, listening, reviewing the show, we really appreciate it. But is it something because we're from the UK or is it me, as I mentioned before, and Caro is a, can so annoying with that voice. I'd love to know people's opinions. If you do, you know, agree, disagree, please email us, theloveislandcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at loveislandcast because... I simply can't see how she can move forward with people or how any sort of man or woman, depending, you know, it's whatever her preference is, would be completely tolerable to that. Because I'm sure after the first two or three times, you'd be like, please shut the fuck up. And I, just, <laughs> I just don't know why she has to speak in that stupid voice. And I've, I've, I've worked with somebody at one point, I remember a few years ago, and she had that thing where she would talk to certain people on the phone and do that voice and it fucking grated on me. Like that day. <laughs> I don't know about yourself, but I'm quite tolerable with people. But for me, it just seems like really bizarre. It, it is bizarre, isn't it? I think <sighs> one of my ex-girlfriends used to do that as well, but I was a lot younger then. So I don't, I don't think it grated on me. I, I wonder how I'd go now. One of the new guys actually looked like the guy who was after Kira, you know, in, in tomorrow night's show. It was his conversation with Kara, wasn't it? I don't like how he just called her out. He was just like, what's with the baby voice? <laughs> and that's what she said. Oh, it's, it adds to my charm. And so uh, I, I, he got a couple of points for me there for just calling it out. You know, it's just like, that's a bit weird, isn't it? It's not normal, that. No, no, it's not. It's not. It, like I say... I keep thinking it's an age thing because I'm literally twice her age, but she, she, I think it could be a nervous thing with her. It could just be, she, she's not very good at communicating. I, I'm not going to judge her on that at all. It may just be a completely nervous thing. I just hope if it is, 
she takes a step back because she's coming across really annoying and she's not going to do herself any favours. I don't think she's going to find love in, in the villa at the moment. I think it's possibly just a maturity thing, isn't it? She's so obsessed with trying to sell, trying to make sure she has the maximum cuteness. She's trying to be like uh, Puss in Boots, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. I'm not saying a word now, but yes. <laughs> yeah. probably, that could have taken a, a wrong turn, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. From you're Shrek, right Chris. From bit. Shrek. <laughs> 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 let's move swiftly on Dave swiftly on from there yeah <laughs> but yeah interesting and again it sets it up nicely they just give you enough to dangle that carrot for me personally to go you know what I can't wait for tomorrow and like we both said it's been lukewarm and there's been bits there where I'm like oh I am not bothered by this one bit but I just felt tonight that it was going down the route of classic Love Island where there was just something there where I'm like yeah I can buy into this now I can, I can genuinely get on board with the way things are sort of opening out into the show. And I think that could also be a production thing. They may have people from the UK, Love Island one, actually working on the US one to develop it into what we see in the UK. And that might be it, to be fair. But it's just it's just enough to keep me coming back at the moment. I imagine that there must be. I don't know. I mean, it's ITV in the UK, isn't it? And you obviously have Love Island in Australia and that now in, in the US. But I imagine that brand is owned by someone in the UK. Now, the Love Island US is probably a kind of franchise thing. So there's going to be different directors and, and you know stage crew and everything working on it. But there has to be someone higher up who's governing that whole, you know, the show and, and giving them direction there. And actually we, we saw, didn't we, in, in the same week, this whole scavenger hunt thing, we saw that in the UK this week, didn't we, with uh, yeah. Anna and Jordan. Yeah, And it exactly. seemed a bit less sickly when Zach and Elizabeth, it, it seemed appropriate for them to do it. Whereas in the UK one, I, I don't think that hit home with us, did it? No, no, not at all. I, th- I think you're right. I think there was just enough that the UK one, if you did listen to our UK show, I went all in on Jordan who did this scavenger <laughs> hunt. It was absolutely <laughs> fucking pathetic. But but you are right. It just gives us enough. So uh, we'll see on that. Now, Dave, have you got any reviews from any of our wonderful listeners? Yeah, so I've got a couple of reviews. So uh, the first one is entitled Surprised. Hopefully that's pleasantly surprised. So it says, thank you for reviewing the US Love Island. I'm American and watching both. Hulu is way behind on the UK one. I'm honestly losing track of who is on which show. Thanks again. And that's from Andy Muniz. So thanks very much for that, Andy. And we've also got funny and honest takes on UK and US Love Island shows. I recently discovered this podcast duo, and it's now part of my regular must-listen podcast feed. Loving the comparisons between the UK and US shows and some, uh, to some extent cultures. These two are witty, clever, I'm not sure if this is for us, Chris, um, <laughs> and provide their honest opinions, which are so relatable. Well worth a listen and a subscription. And that's from Tracy MSP. So thanks very much for that, Tracy. And, you know, again, humbling words. It's fantastic to hear this sort of stuff, isn't it, Chris? It just brightens our day a little bit no it does and we've also had an email from one of our listeners from the us as well stefan took has sent this one in and it's entitled love island usa the narrator now obviously a couple of episodes ago i did 
go all in on the narrator. We both did, didn't we? And I, I wanted to ask for some feedback what they thought of the narrator, you guys over in the US, or any of the listeners. And he, he simply put, Hi guys, I love your podcast. I'm glad I'm not the only one watching Trash TV and hating himself for it. Perhaps even worse, I got my wife hooked on it too. I felt that I should write in to defend the poor narrator. <laughs> okay. I confess I'm American, so maybe I get this humor more. Or he and I just have the same terrible sense of humor. I laugh at probably 40% of his jokes. These are some paraphrase examples I'd like so you can decide if I have no idea what humor is. Narrator. So Dylan rises up out the pool. Oh God, they brought their abs. Narrator. Our boys aren't insecure about the new boys at all, so they immediately start working out. Narrator again. The rights to this song cost a lot of money, so we have to play the whole thing. And again, he's put, I wish I knew what the pool looked like now. Camera pans down to the pool. Oh, thanks, Tom. And then narrator again, the drone aerial shot of the beach and palm trees. This is actually stock footage of Tampa. And then he's put, I haven't seen the UK version, so I don't know what Ian Sterling's work is like. I love British comedy, though, so he's probably funnier. But I think this guy's okay. Keep up the good work, you guys. Sincerely, Stefan. So I don't think we can really argue with that. I did say and call myself, and you'd said the same, that there will be people out there that enjoy humour. I'm still not getting it. I, I, I really appreciate Stefan sending that in to us, Dave. I don't know about yourself. Has he got any better as we've gone through this series? I think, you know, that 40% mark, it's probably a little bit less for me, but I think it is about that hit ratio, isn't it? I mean, yeah. some of those jokes are almost lifted from Ian Sterling. The whole thing about stock footage and, and all that. It's as if he's watched the UK one and he's he's tried to emulate that and it, it's just off for me. So I, actually, I, I, I think we're probably, again, using that data point of 40%. For me, it should be higher. You know, because he's not, it's not as if he's uh, talking through the whole thing. It's not like, you know, he's narrating the whole show. He's just got one or two lines to break things up a bit or to go from scene to scene. So I, I think, yeah, I think they can do better. There are so many great American comics out there. I just think he can be better. But absolutely, really appreciate uh, someone flying the flag for the narrator there. No, brilliant. And uh, we love that as well, because everything that we say and, and what everyone thinks, it's all subjective. It's all your own personal opinion. So fantastic. Now, Dave, I'm going to throw out there a bit of homework to our listeners. So if you are listening and you are a fan of the show, we would love you to get on your podcast catching app and drop us a five-star review. But not on top of that, if you do like the show and you know people who like Love Island or you know people who like the British humor and two friends, myself and Dave, taking the piss, Please, can you tell one friend about our show and get them to like and listen to what we're doing? And if they do enjoy it, for them to drop a, re a review, it just helps us grow the audience. So that is your homework, listeners. Get someone else listening to this show and get them involved in Love Island USA. Get them watching as well. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Cool. And sending us abuse as well, that's, that's perfectly fine, just as long as it comes with five stars. <laughs> <laughs> now we're with five stars, Dave, yes. No problem at all. Now, now Dave, great episode today. What are you going to lead us out with? Well, thanks for that, Chris. Throwing me under the bus yet again. <laughs> I'm off to go and listen to a bit of Eric Carmen's All By Myself and just imagine Cashel sat there staring out at the Fijian rain. Speak to you tomorrow. See you now. <laughs>